Hello, homeschool friends, and welcome to this episode of the Homeschool High School Podcast from SevenSistersHomeschool.com and brought to you by the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. I'm Sabrina, and I am happy and joyful <laughs> and jovial and laughing to be here with my friends. And I'm happily Vicky, to, and I'm happy to be here with my friends. Silly Kim. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, I mean, we're goofy and and just to have a little bit of a goofy lead in is kind of normal for us, but we're intentionally goofy about silliness and laughter and joviality. Is that a word or did mm-hmm. I make it up? It is we now. made it up anyway. Um, <laughs> all right. Because we want to talk about humor, humor mm-hmm. and yeah. homeschooling and especially homeschooling high school with a sense of humor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lifeline. It's a lifeline. So hopefully oh you're going to laugh a little bit with us this morning. And if not, well, it's because you don't get dorky mom humor because that's what the three of us excel in. Um, and that's okay. I own it. I wear that badge proudly. Yes. You bet. <laughs> so we're going to start with the science behind it. Vicki knows all kinds of cool things about brains and, and counseling and healthy living with mental health questions. So tell us about laughter and mental health, please. All right. So let's get serious here. Oh, yes. Right. Serious. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, so really, you know, scripture says a merry heart does good like a medicine. And amazingly, science found out that that's true. That when we <laughs> laugh, our brains release happy hormones that make our body healthier, like endorphins and oxytocin, literally boosts your immune system. It gives you positive hormones that lift your mood, but you literally are helping your body be healthier when you laugh. Awesome. And they found that that information that comes in when you're laughing, like stupid math classes, you know, if there's something (laughs) to laugh about, that information will stay better. It'll it'll hold in the 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 uh, hippocampus in the brain a little bit better. Wow. See the yeah. word hippocampus right by itself. It's a funny word. It's funny I know. Word, right? <laughs> like yeah. how do they come up with these things? I always pictures like yeah. hippos in little caps and gowns, you know, like it's a hippocampus. <laughs> oh, I so now we know, now we know what the little picture yeah. for this episode is going to be. There you go. <laughs> oh, oh well, that's that's yeah. so funny. Like I feel like I have a living example of that. Um my in my Spanish classes, my students, we we do memory verses. And the uh, one of the most more recent verses we had was, you know, um, and the peace of God will, um, which passes all understanding. And so the word in Spanish is sobrepasa. And the kids decided it sounded like sober pasta. (laughs) (laughs) And of course, we all laughed. And that's it. They started drawing little pictures of what they think sober Sober pasta would look like. And then they, um, and I said, you got to be careful because believe it or not, you're going to say sober pasta when you, (laughs) but I said, I will forever now, whenever I hear or see that verse, I'm going to remember those two sweethearts drawing pictures of sober pasta. pasta. Absolutely. (laughs) Malapropisms are powerful. So we actually did a whole Mm -hmm. um, literature class focus one day on malapropisms because um, we were studying which Shakespeare plays it. Much Ado About Nothing that has the constable Dogberry in it. Yes. And um, we actually have, we're going to have a Shakespeare guide for that one one of these days soon. I think I have that one almost finished. But anyway, so the constable Dogberry is forever 
using the wrong word and it's the very slightly wrong word. And I am married to a wonderful man who is the king of malapropisms. We call them Fredisms because his name is Fred, but it gets stuck to where you can't say it the right way anymore. Like years yeah. ago, he, so he was a chemistry guy. He was a lab tech for his career. And so he likes the actual names for medicines instead of the um, brand names. So instead of um, Motrin or Advil, he likes to say ibuprofen. Mm. And instead of Tylenol, it should be acetaminophen, right? Mm -hmm. Except that he says, I see a friend oh, no. of mine. <laughs> and we've been saying, I see a friend of mine for when I have a headache. Hey, do you have any, I see a friend of mine. <laughs> I've been saying that for so many years that I have to think really hard to remember what the actual word is. <laughs> I see a friend of mine is a whole lot more fun to say. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, that's fabulous. So, I'm never going to say this. I'm never going to say this. Yeah, yeah, my world yeah. is forever changed. Yeah. Yeah. One, of the kids, one of the kids will say something like profound to him and he'll go, wow, you are wise behind your ears. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. just, that's yep. how we all say it now. <laughs> yep. Yep. So those yep. little things, you know, if you say a word wrong, don't correct yourself. See if it makes you laugh. And if it does, just yeah. keep saying it wrong. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, what's cool I'm hearing as you're telling that story, Sabrina, is the bonding that happens between oh, people yes. when you share mm -hmm. those things. Oh, yes. mm -hmm. Now it's like this common kind of inside joke that you can yeah. chuckle yes. to yourselves, but you can also just like you did share it with other people. Right. And then it's not like, oh, a big secret, but it's a, Hey, let me share. Some yeah. It's not, it's have. not something that excludes people, but it's a way to hey, join in the to silliness. People in. Yeah. Don't take yourself so seriously. Yeah. Join in our silliness. So, Absolutely. okay. So that's a good thing. Let's, let's talk very specifically about humor in, in homeschooling. Mm -hmm. Homeschooling mm -hmm. is supposed to be um, wonderful. And we have these expectations when we decide to homeschool and we think mm -hmm. that we know how it's going to impact the family dynamic and what meal times are going to be like and how chores are going to work. And all of these things are impacted by our decision to homeschool because homeschooling is not just an academic choice. It is a, a lifestyle choice, mm -hmm. right? It, it, it impacts so many things. And then we go from expectation to what actually happens. And it doesn't look exactly <laughs> like we wanted it to every day. So there is, um, there's a lot of room for disappointment and frustration mm -hmm. in homeschooling high school. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And if you have experienced frustration in your homeschool high school, you're doing it right. Mm -hmm. but it's just, it's a situation that it's going to sometimes be frustrating. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But if we intentionally say, humor is going to be a part of our homeschool high school. We are not going to take ourselves so seriously that mm -hmm. we just get miserable and crazy. Yeah. Um, mm. Then you can choose to laugh. You can, yeah. Vicky, Vicky loves to say, watch silly cat videos, yes. right? Isn't that your, <laughs> yeah. your, your it's, prescription it's, for people? It is a, it's a, it's an absolute vitamin for health every day. If you <laughs> haven't had something else to laugh about, go to YouTube and watch silly cat videos and, <sighs> At least if you're old like me, it's like, okay, it's working. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a good, it's a good cure for perfectionism yeah. because we, you know, we would love to do homeschooling perfectly. That was terrible. That, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm going to laugh at myself. So it's a t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> So is, is if, if we learn to laugh at ourselves and know that when we don't get it perfect, 
that uh, that it is really more on the side of charming than it is a disaster. Yeah. And oh, so the, that's good. Charming. That's really good. Yeah. We're, we're, we're just charming. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm well, cute when I mess up. Absolutely. So, well, and what know. a cool school. Cool. <laughs> there, there, there we go. <laughs> what, a, what a cool skill to give our kids. What it, it's, I mean, it's literally a gift mm-hmm. to give our kids that sense that when you mess up, it's not a disaster, mm-hmm. you know, it's, mm-hmm. it is, it is, there's humor in everything. If you look for it, Yeah. you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. And, so let's talk and about the kind of humor because there's a humor that is not a good thing to foster in your homeschool. And unfortunately it's something that teenagers can often be drawn to. And that's the mm-hmm. kind that tears other people down. Oh my. And it yep. can even be the kind that tears you down. We're talking a lot about laughing at ourselves. Uh-huh. But it's not in a mean spirited mm-hmm. way. It's the, mm-hmm. I am so mm-hmm. stinking cute and charming when mm-hmm. I do silly stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. It's not the laughing at yourself because I'm just such a loser. I always do this. Like, right. so mm-hmm. a big deal for me is I'm not very physically coordinated, never have been. And there's probably an episode somewhere where we talked about me having a tutor for gym class. In I remember grade. That, like, yeah. yeah, I really am not. Um, so hand-eye coordination, not a good thing for me. And I spent a lot of years being so self-conscious about that and making jokes about it, but it was, it was really like, like an insulting, like I was really Mm -hmm. putting myself down kind Mm -hmm. of thing. Mm -hmm. And, um, when I began to realize it and began to work against that, there was a season where I couldn't make jokes about it, Uh you know? Mm-hmm. And then I finally pushed through the other side where now I can. And like, we have this at our church, we like to do um, dialogue after the message. A lot of times people can share mm. how, you know, the, the word uh-huh. was stirring them or whatever mm-hmm. during that. And we have a throwable microphone. <laughs> it's called a catch box. I'm not an affiliate for the company, but I'm a huge fan of the product. You so it's a microphone it. that sits in this foam square and it's like clicked down in there. And so it's all protected all around. And when it moves, it automatically mutes. So you don't get any whoosh noises and you don't get a clunk when it lands. Um, and so you can throw it around the auditorium and people can catch it, except that I can't catch. So sometimes <laughs> I have something that I want to say, but I know that I can't catch it. And so you, you raise your hand and the catch box, you know, is going to be thrown to you. And then I don't even try. Like, I just go like this. It's, it's funny. I'm not going to be able to catch it anyway. And so I just, and now I kind of enjoy being the, um, the one who doesn't even try to catch the catch box because I just have to put my hands over my face. You know? so it needs to be hand delivered there. Yes. It needs to be hand delivered to me, or mm-hmm. I can sit next to my husband who has great hand-eye coordination <laughs> and he can catch it for me. But, there you go. Um, but it's funny how there was this interim period of years where I mm-hmm. actually didn't make fun of myself about it because I had to quit being so embarrassed about it first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I got older and didn't care anymore. And it wasn't embarrassing. Mm -hmm. So that's a good thing Mm -hmm. for our teens to learn is that difference between um, having a sense of humor about yourself or even gently and lovingly teasing other people Mm -hmm. as opposed to malicious or insulting or unforgiving, sarcastic, edgy, tearing people down kind of humor. And that's what a Mm -hmm. lot of television is, is the, it's the tearing down kind mm. of sarcastic stuff yeah and um it could be really you could slide into it very very easily yeah. if you don't watch out for it so. what what mm-hmm. i saw a quote that i thought was really calibrating is that sarcasm that kind of teasing 
is only sarcasm if you are are using humor towards someone more powerful than you. So it's going up line. Mm. Oh. If you are using it with a peer, it's bullying. Oh, interesting. And I wow. thought that was a, a power dynamic thing. Yeah. That yeah. That hell? human beings, we, we operate on whether we know it or not on all kinds of power dynamics. And mm. it's so sarcasm is only sarcasm. It's only funny if it's going upline to someone more powerful than you. Good. And it, but with wow. peers, it's bullying. That's brilliant. Wow. Yeah, yeah wow. that's brilliant. And that's, wow. you know, that that can save, you know, teens are discovering themselves and they're figuring out how to communicate with humor. And if they know that when they want to tease, they need to tease in the right direction. Mm-hmm. And that way they don't get peer rejection because they teased their peer. Right. Mm. And that, you know, you can you can tease your siblings because they know you really well, as long as you Mm. don't get brutal with it. But but teens need to be very careful about teasing peers because Mm. that feels to them like bullying. Mm. That's fascinating. Mm. That is fascinating. Yeah. And sometimes what I've noticed, too, is sometimes it's very comfortable between two two students, two two teens like they speak that language and they're very comfortable with what's going on back and forth, but other people around them who don't speak that, that kind of language, um, like the two that are involved, truly neither of them feels like it's bullying, but kids around them feel very uncomfortable with it because it's not a language that they are comfortable with. And so they do, it comes across as bullying to them. Yeah. 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 yeah, We we just humans, we have these power dynamics. Now I know like where, where I come from, I was raised, you know, backwoods South and we have a certain gentility about our humor, you know? So Mm -hmm. um, when we moved up to the mid Atlantic, you know, so the kind of the Delaware South Philly kind of area, one of the ways boys show their, they want to be your friend is by insulting you. Mm-hmm. And so my kids, you know, like they'd say, you know, where'd you get those Kmart shoes, you know, and the kind of stupid. And stuff that was like a that. big insult. Yeah. And, right. uh, and, and so my kids were just floored by that because it felt like bullying to them. And so they had to practice some, I accept you as a friend insults back. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so they learned this, you know, you can tell how old I am because they, they, they learned to say your face. <laughs> so, like, so one of their their new you know like baseball friends would say you know them's Kmart shoes you got there and and they go oh they're trying to be my friend and they say well your face is Kmart shoes and then they're best buds all right but that's that is that is a very localized set like they couldn't have taken that set of humor to church and tried that mm. on their peers because that mm. wasn't church appropriate. That was baseball mm. team, you know, mm. locals appropriate. And so mm. basically I, you know, we, we said, okay, when you're with your rough and tumble sports guys and they initiate that humor, you, mm. re- you go in kind back and they have, so they had a bunch of tools they could use for that, like your face. And uh, <laughs> And it worked. And, uh, and, but where that's not the norm in most places, it really isn't. Then you only use teasing humor upline. Mm. 
That's Very cool. That's cool. That's fascinating. So knowing your audience yeah. is, is part of mm. what you're getting to there too. And, mm-hmm. um, in our family, we have often responded to tragedy with what has sometimes been called gallows humor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's the, it's the famous star Wars thing where Han Solo is about to be put into the <laughs> freezer, you know, and the, I love you. And the response is supposed to be, I love you too. And instead it's, I know. You know? Yeah, no. <laughs> so, um, and so that kind of gallows humor for mm-hmm. some families and ours was one of them. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a healing thing. It is so helpful when mm-hmm. we can make jokes about really tough things, yeah. but we know mm-hmm. our audience. We don't do mm-hmm. it when we're around other people who don't get that that's actually um, not a disrespectful, unloving, inappropriate, whatever among, mm-hmm. we, we're very, very select with that audience. And even within our audience, we found a number of years ago that the timeline is different. You know, they say in humor <laughs> for comedians, timing is everything, right? Everything. Yes. And it's also true in the sense of that when your family or your friend group likes gallows humor, sometimes it's still a little too soon for somebody in the group. (laughs) And we had, we had a really rough time in our family, really tragic thing had happened. And we were all trying to work through the wreckage and there was a lot of gallows humor Mm. in my house, but occasionally it was too much for mom. Uh, it was just, I yeah. wasn't there yet, you know? Yeah. And so they create, my kids created the too soon, too jar. soon jar, <laughs> a gallows humor joke around mom. And I like made the face, uh, you guys, I wasn't ready for that one yet. You know, <laughs> they would say, okay, sorry, too soon, too soon. And they had to put a dollar in the too soon jar. <laughs> and when we had $20 in the too soon jar, we ordered pizza and celebrated the fact that we had survived that long post tragedy. <laughs> That is the best thing ever, Sabrina. Yeah. So know your audience and know yeah. the timing of your audience members. Yeah. 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 You I've know what? I thought we were going to tell jokes, jokes today. <laughs> yeah. well, I do have a joke. I have to share yeah. a joke. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I love the too soon jar. I, I think I put in a few dollars too. And I think I, I think did one did. of the pizza runs too. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Which is, is crazy. Um, but yeah, like, so sometimes, yeah, sometimes you have to take those it's, it's a way of kind of taking control of a situation that's out of control yeah. Um, yeah. when, when it's, when it's appropriate. Right. And again, back to the audience, you can't do that with everybody and mm-hmm. you could do that with, you know, somebody else and they would be like, Oh, you know, really stunning. But yeah. So sometimes um, I was thinking of Sabrina and I, Sabrina loves to do karaoke for anybody who uh, is a karaoke fan. She's an awesome karaoke artist. Um, (laughs) And uh, so we we were at a karaoke thing not too long ago. And Sabrina got up to do her karaoke and the the KJ, I learned a term, that's the the (laughs) DJ for the karaoke. It was was a long, long time. And so here's Sabrina standing up here with the microphone. Who, who's very comfortable singing in front of people and everything, but just standing up there with this long, awkward pause. And I realized that I had this joke in my phone that one of my son-in-law's coworkers is famous for telling really groany jokes. And so I've been saving it to share with him the next time I saw him, but I've, I've pulled out my phone and I'm like, hey, Sabrina, how do you tie two Hondas together? How? With one accord. <laughs> 
terrible, right? <laughs> well, it took off from there then. People all over, over the room started oh, doing yeah. corny jokes and people yep. couldn't hear them. And so then I would repeat them into the microphone. My favorite yep. one from, from the uh, audience participation part then was skeleton walks into a bar and says, I'll have a beer and a mop. <laughs> <laughs> Completely stupid. <laughs> funny thing with that one was like a lot of people got it right away and other people are going like wait skeleton mop beer oh dear it's it's just so and and just like i'm i'm just feeling all this all these endorphins from just us laughing together right now yeah Yeah. so we apologize if our brand of cheesy humor is not your brand of cheesy humor but we definitely encourage you to to go get in touch find with your something. brand. Yep. Yeah. Find something yeah. that will make you laugh. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And find people in your life that make you laugh or mm. that you can laugh with. Um, I actually texted a friend this morning as I was thinking about this episode. Our friend Karen just oh, wow. has the most amazing sense of humor. I keep she telling does. her, like, if you ever get bored, you know, you should, you could go do stand up comedy for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, she uh, talked about tragedy. She has been through, you know, lots of tragedy um, and, um, and in a way that made so much sense to the people around her, even as her son was dying of cancer, she still had uh, a sense of humor about the things that were funny. She never yeah. laughed at, at, at the tragic part. Sure. But she laughed, you know, in everything there's, you can look for, and it sounds really trite and really stupid, but it's really true too. Mm-hmm. You know, if you look around, you can find the humor and, and especially in those times when we're so emotionally um, tight and tense, mm-hmm. if you get laughing, sometimes you just can't stop. And that's mm-hmm. so therapeutic. It um, is. Yeah. I actually, I have a book on my shelf. I'm looking up at my bookshelf here. Um, that goes right along with what you were saying earlier, Vicki. There's, there's this guy, um, he's somewhat local to us, I think, but um, he did his PhD on laughter. And wow. he came and did a workshop for an organization I was a part of. And um, this is really crazy, but he said, like, just make yourself laugh. Like, you don't have to tell yourself a joke or whatever, but just try to start laughing. And, and the more absurd this laugh is, and in the beginning, you might need to do it all by yourself because Mm. you can't do it around people. Mm. But if you just start this laughing and if you're with a group that you're really comfortable with, Mm -hmm. you don't even have to have the joke. You can start laughing and you make each other laugh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you get laughing so hard. You can't stop. And the tears are rolling down your face and your belly's hurting. And it's, and don't you feel great afterwards? It's like the cathartic cry and the, and the, and the laughter, they, they go really closely together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So sometimes, uh, sometimes we would find the humor in the really light little stuff. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's in the really big, deep stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, and another thing that kind of occurred to me as we've been talking is there's um, um, humor and humility mm. seem to go close together. Mm-hmm. Um, back to, uh, back to your point, Sabrina, about your, um, about your, your gym tutor. You've always been really humble about that. <laughs> and I, I remember just to uh, throw out one of my, one of my very first times when I was teaching, when Vicki was the academic advisor at our school and I, you know, I was a new teacher and I was all like, you know, kind of gung ho and, and, and a little bit, you know, um, 
figuring a lot of figuring out. I still figure it out every day. Um, <laughs> but, but anywho, I came in, I was all excited. I was giving my first test and I had to made up the test and it was, and I got to school and I went to hand it to the kids and I realized it was at home in my printer. <laughs> <laughs> and I did not know Vicki or Marilyn all that well at the time. And I was like, oh my, it's just so sheepish and so embarrassed. <sighs> and I remember Vicki came up the steps and I went over, I just wanted, I had to rip off the bandaid. I went over to you, Vicki, and I said, I can't believe I did this. I made up this test and I left the test home. And I can't remember your exact words, but you like smiled and you laughed and you said, oh, isn't that just, you know, like, just like <laughs> something I would do or whatever. And just that little bit of humor completely took away mm. my embarrassment and it freed me up to feel like, okay, so I made a mistake. Yeah. You know, like life, life goes on. That mistake yep. is not going to, you know, make or break or define me or any of the kids in my class or my role in school. So there, there was a lot of grace and, and the humor was a part of that, that grace. And so uh, yeah. thank you again for that many, many years later. It was a very profound moment for me. <laughs> and, yeah, it gives us permission to be humble, like, like Sabrina mm-hmm. and her, her phys ed tutor. So when I was a young mom, we lived in this little neighborhood and one of the moms had this big empty room. So she decided mm-hmm. to sponsor um, neighborhood Zumba classes for the moms. So she brought in this Zumba teacher and I go like, yay, I can go do this with my neighborhood friends. And so at the end of the first Zumba class, the teacher calls me aside and says, well, this really isn't your thing, is it? Because she she would say, you know, turn left or right or and I'm trying to figure out which one that is. And uh, yeah. so I, I got a wee fit and, you know, you remember those that uh-huh. way back in the day. And so I said, well, I can't do Zumba, but I'll, I'll do the yoga on the wee fit. So in the wee fit, it had a little coach, little, little, little character, you know, and it would talk to you while you did your exercises. <sighs> so I'm doing my little yoga things and the cats are climbing up my legs <laughs> while I did it. And after a while, the little coach comes on and says, yoga really isn't your thing. Is it? Oh! <laughs> So, oh man, oh. <laughs> you've lived through some stuff, my friend. Oh my! So, I came, I came to face the reality: is bird watching is really my thing. So I go for walks yeah. for my exercise, and no oh, little wow. birds don't pop up and say, "This really isn't your thing." <laughs> the chickadees were laughing at me again today. I could tell. <laughs> Oh, friends, we really hope that you have reasons to to laugh hard every day. And we really hope, too, that you're hearing encouragement from us to have grace and humility towards yourselves and help your kids learn to have that towards themselves and that you foster the um, don't take it so seriously kind of thing. And perhaps even install a too soon jar in your kitchen if <laughs> something hard is going down and, uh, and that gallows humor seems to help. But whatever it is, know that, that your big sisters at sevensistershomeschool.com, if you ever reach out to us for customer service, it's going to be an answer with grace and a little bit of humor. I, um, I have answered a lot, a lot of customer email over the years that Seven Sisters has been around. And 
I can't tell you the number of times somebody has, can you use the word sheepish earlier? I love that word. When someone has <laughs> sheepishly written to info at sevensistershomeschool.com and said, oh, I know the purchase receipt said that I needed to download my curriculum files and save them to my hard drive, but I didn't do it in time. And now the link is expired. I'm really, really sorry. I feel so silly or I feel so dumb. And invariably my email back started with friend. If I had a dollar for every time that I have failed to save something to my hard drive, come on, we're all in this together. Here you go. Here's your files. Don't worry about it. So, um, yeah, when we say that we actually are homeschool big sisters, we really are. Mm-hmm. We've we been there it. and we've realized that life is way too short and too hard to um, grovel about downloaded files that didn't get saved. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. Yeah. Chuckle it yourself. Ask nicely. We'll help whatever way we possibly can. Yeah, <laughs> always, always. And so with that in mind, we do encourage you to check out the curriculum. Mm-hmm. at sevensistershomeschool.com because uh, just as we are real homeschool moms, we are really passionate homeschool moms about the subjects that we've written curriculum to go with. Mm-hmm. And these, um, these pieces of curriculum are labors of love. They are not just some cookie cutter thing that got stamped out and processed someplace. These came out of our homeschools and our homeschool co-ops and our homeschool mm-hmm. umbrella school and all the years that we saw just amazing development happening Mm -hmm. in kids who were making it through homeschool high school one day at a time right Mm -hmm. alongside their moms and dads Mm -hmm. who were doing it too so um yeah check it out if you haven't before and also check us out on future less silly episodes of the homeschool high school podcast (laughs) yeah right maybe we we probably unexpectedly so who knows (laughs) but yeah we do hope that you will join us again and that, uh, that you will share your stories too. If you do not follow us on social media, we have a wonderfully active Facebook group of lots and lots of, uh, homeschool siblings who are helping each other along the way. And we have Instagram with wonderful resources. And, um, of course we have blog posts and even lots of freebies to download in mm-hmm. our ebook store. So check it out and be our seventh sibling and join us again for future episodes of Homeschool High School Podcast from sevensistershomeschool.com and brought to you by the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. See ya!